Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why screen time is killing your ability to achieve the goals that you set out for yourself and how I cut mine from over six hours a day down to one and a half and how that led to more revenue, more time with loved ones and more happiness on my side. And we're going to do that by breaking down seven tips I use to get my time and my attention back. So the first piece of context here is that screen time does not equal success. And mostly when I'm talking about screen time, I'm really talking about looking at our phone, right? A lot of us are, you know, sitting in front of a screen all day with our desktop or we're watching TV. And that's not really what I think of with screen time. It really has to do with our smartphones, our devices that we're picking up, that we're looking at every day that are pinging us with notifications. I used to think that being always on was a good thing, right? I used to look forward to getting an email notification because it meant that, you know, I was needed for something. And I used to, you know, as soon as I got a text, I would open my phone and then I would see, you know, I had all these texts on my phone and I'd want to get that little red dot um, from whatever number it was at down to zero. And I'm a big inbox zero person. So this played right into a lot of those tendencies that I had. But I began to realize that my phone wasn't just distracting me from work. It was also making me miserable. I really started to notice and I, and I mostly noticed this when I started tracking things. Last year, I went through this phase of about four months where I started tracking everything. I used this app called Bearable, and Bearable basically lets you input different things that that you can track. So your happiness or your sleep quality or your energy levels or all these other things. And then it lets you associate them with variables or, or factors such as your screen time or the amount that you ate or how much alcohol you had or how much exercise you had that day or outside time, all these things. It's a really cool app. I digress. I basically use that to track most every aspect of my life for about four months just to understand what I could do to have more energy, increase my mental health and just be happier overall. So screen time was one of these things that I really noticed on the days when my screen time was much, much higher, I tended to be more anxious, I tended to be less happy. And I also tended to be less present. So that really came to a head at the end of the year when my son was home from daycare for a week, his daycare shut down for the last week of the year, which is awesome. I'm so glad that his caregivers had a week to themselves because they they do such an amazing job. But it meant that, you know, we were kind of at home. And I thought that I'd be able to work some of it and spend some time with him for some of it. And that was just a really bad approach for many reasons. But I realized it wasn't going to work a couple of days in when, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit of work on my phone and play with my son. And he's upset that I'm not paying attention, rightfully so. And I'm trying to do this work. And eventually I just decided, you know, this isn't going to work for me. I'm I'm just going to put my phone and my computer away for the rest of the week. I'm going to enjoy this quality time with my son. And then, you know, everything else is going to be fine. So I accepted that. I committed to it. And what happened was pretty amazing. I went through that week and the first day or two were, were really hard. I kept trying to, you know, feel feel my pockets for my phone or I kept picking it up and having to force myself to put it back down and, and stay present. But then after that first 48 hour period, things got really, really easy and really interesting. Uh, I had a flood of ideas. I had so many of these ideas that I guess had been sitting in my I, my brain, but hadn't been given enough space for the synapses to connect. And, and they finally did. And so many of these ideas I brought to our business in, in 2023, and it's really transformed things. It's transformed my content creation system to be more effective and efficient. It's transformed our, our whole business. 
our business is doing much, much better than it was last year or previous years. And it also transformed my mental health and my happiness. And so a big part of, of that week uh, kind of taught me that that I needed to spend less time on my phone and, and spend more time creating space for um, these processes to connect and just to be outside and just to be with my thoughts. So I went down the rabbit hole of how to do this. And basically, I tried a whole lot of stuff. I failed at a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff didn't work, but some of it did work and it worked really well. And I basically been able to take my screen time down from about an average of six hours a day to about one and a half hours a day. And everything else has increased. More revenue for the business, uh, happier happier clients and audience members, uh, more time with my loved ones, my family, and just more happiness on my side. So I wanted to share the seven tips that I use to make that happen and get my attention back in case you're wanting to do the same, spend a little bit less time on your phone and more time achieving the things that you're hoping to achieve and creating that that space for wellness and happiness to, to come in. So the first thing here is to set your intentions. That's tip number one. Having a strong why is the key to success. So I'd recommend that you sit down and ask yourself things like, how do I feel on days with heavy screen use? And how do I feel on days where I don't have as much screen time? And why do I not have as much screen time? Typically, the days, if you're in a normal routine and haven't thought about this before, the days with less screen time are days when you're doing really cup-filling things, right? Maybe you're out for a really long hike with friends or you're out to dinner or lunch with friends, or you're doing this stuff that uh, you're you're engaged with what you're doing in the present. And so you're not on your phone. So it's interesting to draw that correlation. But then I would ask yourself, you know, what do you gain from your screen time? What are the benefits of your screen time? And then what are you giving up by spending that time on your phone? And I think that's the most important question, because when we start to think about the things that we're giving up with the time that you spend on your phone, that's really where we start to see the cost-benefit analysis kick in. So even go back to the screen time map on your phone, look at the amount of screen time you've averaged for the last week, do that calculation. You know, if, if you're averaging three hours a, a day, that's 21 hours over the last week that you spent on your phone. And obviously the goal isn't to get it to zero, right? We still want to use our phones, need to use our phones. But if you drop that by 50, you know, what would you do with the extra 11 hours of your week? What could you make happen? That's really important, getting clear on that first. The second tip is physical distance. So I tried all the hacks and all of the other stuff, and I'll talk about some of them here, but really the single easiest way that I found to reduce my screen time is to create physical distance between myself and my phone. So I've whittled this down to really just two rules that that I want to follow or that you need to follow in order to to really see the benefits of this. And the first is to not look at your phone for 60 minutes after waking. So for me, uh, because we have a a little one and, you know, we we want to make sure that if there's an emergency or something else, our, our phones are with us. We used to sleep with our phones outside of our bedrooms. We did that for since we met, I think we did that for about five years, Lily and I, but now we sleep with them in our bedroom. And so my advice to you would be if you're able to put your phone and charge it in another room, but if you're not able to, then my advice would be to not look at it for 60 minutes after waking up. And I think what you'll find is that it's hard at first. It's hard when you first start doing this thing. And then the first few minutes of the day are hard. The first five minutes you want to look at your phone if you're used to doing that. But once you get past that, I tend to find that at the 60 minute mark, I've forgotten that I wasn't even supposed to look at my phone. And that carries through the rest of the day. And the second thing is to put your phone in another room while you're working, or at least on another desk, another working space. That really helps because you're not constantly being pinged or hearing the buzz of your phone or checking it absently, you know, in between meetings or calls or whatever. Those two rules in and of itself, and this one principle of physical distance cut my screen time by 50%. That was the easiest thing. And I keep coming back to it. If I want to have low screen time days, I just make sure I follow these two rules. The third tip is to remove all the time-sucking apps from your phone. Your phone should be a tool 
and not an entertainment source. And I think most people get that confused. So the first thing you want to do is delete all of those attention sucking apps. So your social media apps, get rid of those. I don't have any on my phone, despite a lot of my business being run through social media. Um, get rid of any mobile games that you have. Get rid of anything else that, that's on there for entertainment purposes, maybe even streaming apps. I know that's hard because you may want to stream something from your phone, but you can very easily stream it from your computer as well. So delete all those outside of the actual just tool apps that are in there, right? Your your notes or maybe the podcast app where you're getting good information. I know that may be quote entertainment, but these sources that, that you're getting quality time and information from, that's what you want to keep. So you need to be honest with yourself there. But the most important thing also is to remove Slack and email from your phone. I know that may sound hard. I know it may sound impossible. But try it because you can always save Slack and email for when you're at your desk. And frankly, that's a better way to operate because it basically forces you to cut yourself off, to remove yourself from these pings and communications when you're away from your desk. And that really allows your brain to free up some space once you've gotten over that initial anxiety of doing it. The fourth tip here is to turn off your notifications. So the first thing that I recommend doing is turning off badges. So that's the little red dot in the upper right-hand corner of the, the app that tells you how many notifications the app has. That is actually, there's research behind showing that that increases stress and anxiety for people literally just having that dot there. So remove that from everything except for your phone and your texts, um, even those if, if you want to do it. And then you want to go ahead and set up a do not disturb setup to run all day. So basically... This means that you're not going to get notifications from any apps, and you're also not going to get notifications from contacts outside of your favorites list. And that's why I love it, because if my wife calls me or if uh, my assistant calls me or something like that, and it's really urgent, then I want to make sure that that I'm able to see that and, and pick it up. But I don't need all these other texts, um, even, you know, from friends or, or other folks. I want to be able to choose when I answer those and when I see them. I don't want them pulling me away from something else. I think the most recent research that's come out has shown that one small distraction, even, you know, if you're typing an email and you pick up your phone because somebody texted you, it takes on average about 15 to 20 minutes to get back into focus, to context switch back to writing that email and getting back into the same groove that you were before. And if you're constantly flipping between doing something for work and responding to texts and all that, you never even really get into that, that state of focus. So turning off your notifications and then also running Do Not Disturb just so you can choose when you go into an app and see the content that you want to see, that is a game changer as well. The fifth tip is to use Grayscale. So we want to make our phones as boring as possible. That's one of the easiest ways to spend less time on them. So making your screen black and white is one of the easiest ways to do that. A, a black and white screen is just boring to use. So if you have an iPhone, this is built right in. All you have to do is head to the settings on your iPhone. You can go to accessibility, then display and text size, and then color filters. And you can toggle the color filters on and then select grayscale. And you can actually set it up so that clicking the lock button three times will turn it on or off. So if you want to look at you know, a photo that you just took, you can turn it off, right? But then you can just quickly turn it back on and go right back into you know not being as excited to use it because it's not as fun and colorful and bright as it was you know, before you started using Grayscale. So this has actually been proven to reduce screen time as well. And then the sixth tip here is to leverage resources. So I went through a lot of blog posts and books and podcasts and all of that. And it came down to my, my two favorites. The first was How to Break Up Your Phone by Catherine Price. Um, she wrote a piece in the Times about breaking up your phone and then wrote a book about it. And it's really awesome because she goes through the science of why our phones are so addicting. She kind of peels back the curtain or, or peels back the layers of the onion and you can see exactly what's going on. And once you're aware of what's happening, it's easier to, to disconnect from it. But on top of it, she actually has a 30 
30-day plan that kind of slowly ramps you into breaking up with your phone in the sense of spending way less less time with it, you know, reducing your screen time drastically. So I followed that plan and that was really helpful to get started. The second resource is one called How to Configure Your iPhone to Work for You, Not Against You by a guy named Tony Stubblebine. This was an insane article uh, that popped up on Medium a few years ago. It's basically like, I I can't even tell you how many, it's like a book, it's like tens of thousands of words, but it goes through all of these little tweaks and settings that will help make your iPhone more of a tool that serves you and less of a tool that's used to steal your attention away and basically give it to advertisers because that's what what we're doing. We're, We're giving our attention away to these mobile games who are, you know, they're being paid by ads. We're giving it to these social media sites that are getting paid by advertisers. And basically that's what the phone is trying to do is steal your attention and monetize it through these advertisers. And instead, what this article is going to help you do is shift away from that to making your phone more a tool that works for you and helps you be more productive. So I definitely recommend checking those two out. And then last but not least, you want to set your expectations. Changing habits is really tough, especially ones that are as ingrained as screen time is in our lives. So I just want to tell you off the bat that committing to this is scary. The first few days are really hard. The first like 48 hours is the toughest part of this. But if you can get through that, if you can work through that, you're going to find that your productivity, your mental health, and your happiness will all drastically improve. And the last thing that I'll say is it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be days where you get sucked back in and you have four hours of screen time again or whatever it is. And that's totally fine. That's just part of the process. You just want to make sure that it doesn't happen multiple days in a row and then you start sliding backwards. Instead, you just want to try to follow that rule of if it happens for one day, don't let it happen two days in a row. Just bounce right back into your habits here. So I know this was a little bit of a departure from your typical career advice, but truly, I think that all the tactics and strategies and everything else that we share, they're not really super viable if you don't have the attention and the energy to give them that's going to make them effective. And on top of that, all of the amount of time that you spend on your phone, about 75% of that, I would venture to guess, could be used for stuff that's going to make you happier, that's going to take you closer to your goals. And at the end of the day, it's just going to improve your quality of life. So I thought this would be fun to share, especially because it's something that I was struggling with and kind of worked through and am still practicing every day. So hopefully this was fun. Uh, Thank you as always for listening. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast.